Guest follow-up is so important, especially during Christmas time. Today we're talking about that and the Engage Conference. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello, heroes, or should I actually say ho, 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 heroes? Uh, it's Tom Pounder, and this is the YM Sidekick Podcast, a special kind of Christmassy YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where ministers come to learn some cool tips and tricks on how to do ministry more effectively in this digital world. And again, because it's so close to Christmas and we're talking about Christmas type of stuff, I have my friend Jeanette Yates on. She's a, a Texan church staffer. And she's coming on to talk about guest follow-up, in particular in regards to Christmas. But honestly, what we talk about and what they do with Texan Church, you can really apply to any kind of context or a ministry event or big church event that you have going on. Because guest follow-up is so important. And the kind of the tools and the, the things that they offer at Texan Church are really fantastic. So we talk a little bit about that. We talk about Christmas. And we also talk about this thing coming up called the Engage Conference, a big conference online. Uh, it's a free online conference coming up in February that we would love to let you know about and how it can help you be a better minister in this digital world we're living in. So I'm really excited to have her on. So without any further ado, let's get an interview right now talking to Jeanette Yates about all things Texan church, in particular Christmas guest follow-up. All right, with me right now is Jeanette Yates, my friend. Jeanette Yates, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm so excited to hang out with you this afternoon. This is awesome. Jeez, I, I, it, would, it seems like you've had like 20 cups of coffee today. Is that, is that, have you had 20 cups of coffee today? <laughs> you know what? I, I do drink mushroom coffee, actually, Tom. Wait, mushroom? Yeah, this you, yeah, you thought you were throwing me like a nice little softball right down the center. Yeah. I just I threw a curveball right back at you. Um, yeah, so uh, I used to be a heavy caffeine coffee person, and due to some, you know, <laughs> stress level, not being able to sleep, all those things, I heard about mushroom coffee, and I decided to give it a try, and it's actually quite good. Wait, what, is it really like coffee made out of mushrooms? So there is like some coffee in it. So it's coffee. Okay. But not, but it also has mushrooms in it. So I drink one that is, has lion's mane, which at first, when I first saw that, I was like, is it like, does it have like the mane of a lion? Yeah. Apparently there is a mushroom called lion's mane. And that's what we're talking about. Cause I was like, I don't know, like, you know. Yeah. That weird. <laughs> but it's a it's a mushroom named Lion's Mane. And so it like it's less caffeine, it's better on your, you know, it's kind of more healthy for your tummy. But I do enjoy it and it tastes just like coffee to me. <laughs> That's good. I always say that I could, if you if you made mud and called it coffee, I would drink it. However, however, the, my, I'm not a big mushroom fan, and so I don't know if I could have mushroom coffee. Well, I think you probably could, because if you came to my house, I mean, I, I would never trick you, but if I were the tricking kind of person, I would get, like, if I gave you a cup and didn't say, hey, this is mushroom coffee, you would probably just be like, oh, this is, this is nice. What is this? Okay. 
Okay. Well, maybe that one time when I come and visit you guys and all, you know, all my Florida friends. It, it's going to happen eventually. One day it will happen. I mean, you have, you know, reason to come to Florida periodically, things like that. Yeah, I, there are reasons. I just wish there were reasons for my Florida friends to come up to Washington, D.C. I know. <laughs> so, I, you know, we when we travel, we've been up there, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we weren't speaking when I came up to D.C. the last time. I don't know. We might have been in a tiff talk. Or, or maybe we were like only talked to each other once or twice, you know, yeah. now that it's been many dozens times, you know, it's just, you know. Yeah, you're like my brother from another mother. It, it, exactly. I mean, like we are. We, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. So there you go. <laughs> so, okay. So this might be seem weird for someone who just doesn't listen to the podcast very much and doesn't know <laughs> that Jeanette and I are friends. Uh, and we actually met through Twitter, which again, we love Twitter. Um, but tell everyone a little bit about yourself real quick. If they've never heard a podcast with you on it, which would be shocking, but if they never heard one with you on it. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if Tom does show notes, but he should put all of the previous Jeanette podcasts in there because we, oh we've met several There'll times. There'll be a long list. Of, there's a yeah, ton. Yeah. Hey, it's, they're getting ready to be on the holidays. They've got, they need some comic relief. Okay. Share, the, share the festivities. Okay. So long story short, I used to be a Pilates instructor and a blogger. And then I, filled in for a friend who worked for the church at, while she was on maternity leave. And the next thing I know, boom, communications manager, had to learn all the things, went to Google University, not like, I don't know if there is a real one, but literally I just Googled everything and learned it. Yeah. Um, and then that led to me meeting a bunch of cool people like Tom, all the, you know, all the people that he's ever had on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Led me to meet all them, but also uh, has uh, helped me be introduced to the team over at Text and Church. And now I serve on the team at Text and Church, and absolutely, I'm having a blast over there. It's incredible. It, yeah, it's it's awesome <laughs> that you're. I mean, Text and Church is such a great organization, and you've been with them what for a year and a half, two years now. Yeah. So I started with a little bit of like just part times. So I was still working at a local church, but then I was doing just a few things for them. Basically just doing what I do best, which is cheering, just being a hype person, just cheer, <laughs> cheering people on as they uh, got acquainted with Texan Church. And then um, it just the opportunity presented itself for me to go uh, full time with Texan Church. I still help out at my local churches when they need to need help. As a matter of fact, I've met with my church several times this week as we get close to Christmas. But, um, you know, I, my job is with Jackson church now. Great. And, um, okay. So now let's get into this a little bit more because you serve in a few different capacities with Texan church. What do you do with Texan church? How, how does your like week look like? Because I know you do a few different things. So, I mean, let's talk about some of these things that you do where, where you're doing, um, where you're doing live demos of sorts or not, is it live demos or is it, you're just doing, okay. So talk a little bit about They're real live demos. Um, we also have recordings of them. So if people can't come, they can see those, but twice a week we do live demos and we do two different kinds. So if your church is thinking, I mean, Texan church sounds like something we might need, but I don't know. And you know, I know how, you and I know how it goes in church. Sometimes you don't have the, like, you can't just go in and say, we're using this. You have to kind of have a little bit of 
information in your pocket before you present that to the to the staff or to the person in charge of making those decisions. And so we have, uh, I do a live demo twice a week for people who are just needing to find out more about like, how exactly is Texan Church gonna help me or how easy is it really? Um, <laughs> and so I get to do that. And then my, um, the second type of demo I do is more like a live training. So if you've gotten your Texan Church account and you're like, now what do I do? Um, we have a lot of resources, but sometimes that can be overwhelming. And so my job is to kind of step into that place and walk people through just some of the basic things they can do. So if you're wanting to use it for guest follow-up, you know, I can show you that. If you're wanting to use it for member communication, and just texting your members, which is what we had a lot of at the beginning of um, the, when the pandemic kind of shut everything down, people were like, we just wanna be able to communicate with our members. Everybody's spread out, we're confused, everybody's confused, we just wanna be able to do that. So we spent a lot of time, um, you know, I just spent a lot of time giving people ideas and showing them how to use text and church just to communicate the basics. So there's a lot of different ways you can use text and church, but I just break it down so it's a little bit easier. Yeah, I, I think, I'm glad you said that a little bit, because I think um, when people think about text messaging and churches using text messaging as a, as a tool, I think they only think of it as a, as a one-way thing, like, hey, you just text them information. But there's a lot of different things that you can use text messaging for, and we've, we've talked about this in the past, but I love it because they actually, Texan Church has this book out, the Boomerang book. Um, I have one too. <laughs> yes, look, um, if, you, if you're watching this video of, of Jeanette and I, we're both holding up our copies, but it's the boomerang. It's the power of effective guest follow-up. And I think that's an underutilized tool of, um, of texting. And I think that's why texting church is so powerful because not only does it give you the send out information, but it's a great guest follow-up tool to use for, for your ministry, right? It really is. And you know, one of the things that I think is really great about the book and just about all of the stuff that we have learned over the years, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively late to the team. They've been doing this even longer than I have, but you know, it really takes time to connect with guests and it does take a, a conversation. And so text and church, whether we're talking about guest follow-up or member communication or, or outreach event, you know, guess your outreach event, not just for your services. It's all about, helping you start a conversation and then reminding you to carry it through and continue it. Um, and so the tools that text and church provides churches really does that well. And, you know, like I said, on my end, it's helping you understand how to use those tools to the best way. I always tell people, it's not enough for me to just show you how to use the tool. It's about me helping you understand how that tool can be used at your specific church. Because Tom, what your church needs and my church needs, um, or my community needs and your community needs might be different. Yeah. But if you can understand, okay, this is what the tool does and this is how my, my community would really benefit from it. Yeah. Um, I think that's the, that's the part that I love is, is listening to people's stories, hearing what they're trying to accomplish and then helping them figure out how to use text and church to do that thing. Yeah. So again, we could dive into this a lot, um, but we won't because we, we've talked about this before and I'll just include some links and probably I will include um, <laughs> some of our past podcasts because we've talked about this. But if you haven't considered Texan Church, I'll just give this as a quick promo. And um, 
I'm not being paid for this. This is really, I mean, we, we use Texan churches at our church and there are different plans. There's a basic plan. Um, and then there's a, a three tiers and it is, it does cost money. But again, I feel like Texan church is one of those things where it's, you're, it's well worth it. I mean, so it's well worth it to use it. And this Texan church surprises you again, during COVID they, in especially during Easter, um, they gave us extra text messages for free so that we could capitalize on this, that, that initial COVID experience uh, and not let money get in the way of that. And they gave us free text messages and it was very valuable for us. Um, well, you know, when um, Tyler, who is the co-founder of Texan Church, you know, he, when all of this was going on, he really um, wanted to, to do something to help people because everyone, whether they already had had a texting service or already was doing live stream, you know, some of the people already had some things in place. Other people didn't have anything and there was so much going on. He wanted to be able to um, do something that stepped into that place. And so I'm glad that you benefited from that. I'll be sure to tell him uh, yeah. that, <laughs> that Tom Pounder shouted us out. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely. Um, it, it's, it's well worth it for sure. Um, and so you do that with Texan Church. You do these live demos, but you also run the Facebook group. So talk to me about the Facebook stuff that you do with Texan Church. Yeah, so I do all of the social media. Um, we, I'm, you know, Instagram. Uh, we have Twitter, but um, we really are. We put a lot of emphasis on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and specifically, we have um, a pretty active and fun. I try to make it as fun as possible Facebook group, and it's for people who, whether they're members of Texan Church or not. Um, if you just want to know more about guest follow up, um, no know things about the strategy, kind of like what we talked about in the book, for example, you know, that's a great place to, to come. And we, you know, sometimes we're, we just do, like, I think I asked somebody the other day, it was national cookie day, share recipes for cookies. I mean, sometimes we're just doing that yeah. and it, and, and that's fun, but we do really focus on, um, giving people ideas for how to use text in church. So we do give resources for members, but we also uh, talk about strategy, um, just highlight different, uh, different things about guest follow-up that, that help build community and things like that. But we also have um, a, a, like a pop-up Facebook group right now. Uh, yeah, we have, we're doing, um, so whenever we're recording this, it's before Christmas. And so we actually are doing what I named, I got to name it, uh, the 12 days of Christmas guest follow-up challenge, which I know is a really long name, but you know, whatever. And I also know the 12 days happen after Christmas, but just bear with me. It was a cute name. <laughs> um, but we're helping people figure out how to follow up with their Christmas Eve guests. Um, yeah. it obviously is something that you have to do separate every year. Those guests that come on Christmas Eve are maybe different than the ones that might come on a regular basis they come for different reasons, things like that. But of course this year it's even more challenging to figure that out. And so we created just a step-by-step -step process to help you figure out who these guests might be and how you can connect with them and how to use the follow-up um, process to do that. And then, uh, you know, you have a workbook with easy buttons and video training. And then we have a, a Facebook group where people are sharing their ideas and we're getting, um, we're having some fun over there too. So that's been 
So every now and then it's multiple groups. <laughs> That's great. Well, this is going to go live before Christmas. So I will include the link on that. I actually just requested to join the group. So you better not deny oh, my I don't request. Know. I don't know. You got to be pretty cool to get in there, Tom. Let's see. Let's see. Well, I mean, yeah. if you listen to Jeff Reed, I'm a spam bot. So, I mean, <laughs> like, he, he may think it's, you know, I'm, I'm spam, you know. No, I'll let you in. I'll let you in. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's a great idea because again, Christmas Eve is one of the few uh, big, big uh, church services of the year. And so it's really important. Even if your church is only online, you're going to have new people at that church at your church service on Christmas Eve. It's just going to happen. And right. So, and so we, and we have two follow-ups for Christmas Eve. So we have the, if you're having on in-person worship or online worship, we have two different uh, processes that we share, um, our workflows that we share. And then of course we're encouraging people to, to come up with their own ideas for, um, you know, are you going to do gifts for your guests or, you, you know, how long, you know, how long do you want your follow-up to be things like that? And so it's been a lot of fun to see the light bulbs go off for, uh, some people who maybe have never encountered text in church or, we're like not sure how the guest follow-up process worked. This is a great like snippet. Like we're not asking you to plan every Sunday. We just want you to think about this one service. <laughs> like, just, just take it a, a small step. But um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. And of course, I uh, I mean I don't know if I have a favorite thing that I do for Texan Church because I do love pretty much everything I do. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so I love working with the members in the live trainings, but being uh, the cheerleader essentially um, in the Facebook group for people um, to learn about guest follow-up, to learn about how to become obsessed with their guests and make them feel known, noticed, and loved is like so rewarding <laughs> and so fun for me. And it, 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 I just love it when I hear, you know, how the members of the group are working together and sharing ideas. That's really exciting. Or if I, again, let that help that light bulb go off and they, you know, they have an aha moment. I always, am like winning. (laughs) You know, this, this is a really cool thing. Again, this is kind of ties into something I've talked about different times is that I love to create Facebook groups really towards a specific topic or a certain event because then you get to focus on that one particular thing. It may just be a time period. Again, like your 12 days of Christmas follow-up, that guest follow-up group won't be you know, around much longer after that, but it's an avenue for people to connect and learn and grow. Right, right. And you know, I think you know, as much as we've talked about, and I don't know if you and I have talked about this, we've done so many, <laughs> I can't remember if we've talked about this, but like, yes, you know, I encourage churches to have a Facebook group for their members or for their prayer team or something that maybe is ongoing, but there's also reasons to have a Facebook group formed around a certain class. Like my church recently did a marriage course and we did it through zoom, but we had a Facebook group so that during the week, as we were working through the workbook, we could share what we wanted to, or maybe just other things in general. Um, So it was a marriage course that people would share like, oh, this is what we did for date night, or this is how, you know, whatever. And it was a lot of fun, but of course, you know, it's the class is over. We have, we're friends with all these people anyway. So we, it's not like we don't see them on Facebook, but that was just a short period of time where we could all focus on that one thing. And then, you know, now it's not there. 
Well, I think, I think that's, yeah, I agree completely with you. And I, I think those are some cool opportunities. And again, if you're doing that uh, marriage group in person too, that's a thing where you can do in person and online. It's what Jeffrey talks about the digital, you know, all the time, you know, combining the digital with the in person. So that I love what Jeff does. Hey Jeff, I know you're listening because you're, <laughs> you're Tom's biggest fan. Um, or no, he's your, big, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm his biggest fan. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I, the, the word fidgetal makes me giggle every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it, it is a, it is a unique word. Um, yeah. so. okay. So the last thing I want to talk about today with you, um, is, uh, something that Texan church does as well. They've been doing it for a few years now. Um, and it's a fantastic thing. It's called the engage conference. Okay. So it, there's two things though. One's they have the engage one day conference. They're the one day and then they have the engage conference. So tell me the difference between the two other than one's one day and one's multiple days. <laughs> well, that's about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so now each year we try to do something different for each conference, but in the past, the one day has really focused on a specific topic. So I think the first year they did it, uh, or we did it was, it was around plan a visit, how to plan, um, how to help your guests plan their visit. So we talked about um, using your website and you know some features that perhaps Texan Church could help you with on your website. Um, you know, the smart connect card and things like that. And what we did were um, invite people who are act, were actually using Texan church to, and I, I think everybody, I think everybody was using Texan church, people that were actually using Texan church to help their guests plan their visit were, we were inviting them to share. And so they were actually like, you know, in the trenches, they're working every week to you know, to help with their guest experience. And they were sharing about that this year, this past year was, uh, we talked about just guest, uh, follow-up. And again, these are all people who are responsible for that at their church. Some of them are volunteers. Some of them are working on staff. Some of them have a teeny tiny church. Some of them have a, you know, multi-campus. And so they were just able to come and share their experiences on that one topic. Now with uh, big engage, as we call, <laughs> as we call it in house, um, is a multi-day conference that focuses on a lot of different topics underneath the umbrella of church communications or church technology or technology that churches can use. <laughs> and so like, for example, this year, we are, I mean, there's going to be sessions that focus on YouTube, sessions that focus on design and creativity. Uh, we talk about website. We talk about Instagram. I'm so excited about the stuff that we're talking about for Instagram and who we've got, who we've got sharing about Instagram. It's crazy. Um, and so a lot of different topics, of course, we talk about, uh, you know, our guests, some of our guest speakers are going to talk about Facebook leadership, things like that. And not every single person is like one of our Texan church members. These are people that we've gathered from all over the church technology space. So, you know, when you think about who is going to be talking, some of the people that we have talking this year, we have Phil Cook coming back. He spoke last year. He's awesome. We have Clay Scroggins from Buckhead um, is joining us. Uh, Sam Collier, 
I'm really excited about my friend, um, my Instagram friend, Alan Dion, Alex Dion Wilson. He is incredible on Instagram, Mary and Sibley. Uh, we've got lots of different people and I'm really excited about one more person. Actually, I'm excited about lots more people, but I'm also very excited because we're going to be talking about Twitter, Tom. Yes. Wait. And you're going to be talking about Twitter. I was going to say, who's going to talk about Twitter? That sounds exciting. <laughs> so, Oh, my goodness. So I'm really excited that we have so many names from all over the sphere. But I, I am excited about my personal friends like you, some of them being able to come and share um, why yeah. people should be using various things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to thank you because you are the one who recommended me uh, to Texan Church to to share on Twitter. So I do appreciate that. I am very humbled uh, by that because I look at the list of speakers and I'm like, holy cow, you have Brady Shearer, uh, you know, Tyler Knapp, you have uh, Greg Atkinson, uh, you have Dave Adamson, which he's one of my favorites. You have Tyler Samson. Samson. I, I mean, there are so many people Again, in the thing I like about it, these are people in the trenches. I yeah. mean, these are people who are really doing this themselves. I mean, yeah. Tyler has done such a fantastic job uh, with his Church Anywhere platform and reaching people in prisons and in hometowns. I mean, he's using YouTube. He's using music. I mean, these are fantastic people that you have sharing. And then you have Tom Pounder sharing about Twitter. <laughs> oh, I love it. And like, there, you know, we just you know, our goal is to find people that are using these or are, you know, have established expertise. And when we were trying to think about like, who do we know? And, you know, one of the things is I know a lot of church communications people that are on Twitter, but they're not, they're, they're just, they're not using it with their church necessarily. They're using it as a means to, you know, for their own blog or whatever, which I mean, that's fine. I do the thing. I do the same thing, but we really wanted somebody that is using Twitter as part of their church communications plan. And I know that you guys do that. And so that's why we um, thought about bringing you in. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm <glad> you applied. <laughs> I, I wish Twitter had released fleet before they, um, before I recorded my, my message because Fleet does open up a whole different level of opportunities. I mean, again, it's like Instagram stories, Facebook stories, right. but it provides churches a more unique opportunity to minister to people these days. And so um, anyway, so I could talk about this for a while, but again, I think it's awesome uh, what you guys are doing here. And uh, again, it's, it's called the Engage Conference, but you really have engaging presentations about church communications from very engaging people um, and I, I, I think it's awesome. I attended not last year, but the year before, and I love some of the sessions there. Um, this is actually, uh, in February. So you have tons of time to sign up for this. Um, and the great thing about it is it's free. Right. I and mean, it's online. I, we, I don't know if we mentioned that. Yes, it is online. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't mention that. That's right. Good point. It's completely free. It's completely online and you can, you can watch it. Well, and we're doing something really cool this year, actually. And I don't know if you even know this. Uh-oh. You're See, dropping some, some bombs. Maybe breaking news. Um, so, uh, like I said, every year we try to, you know, do something, you know, we try to meet the moment. So, Engage Conference has been online since, you know, before every conference. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, obviously it's online. But, like, we've been, you know, we did... Um, 
this conference was created to be online mm -hmm. and it, um, and then every year we seek to enhance the experience that our attendees are having. And one of the things that we are going to do this year is we're actually going to have breakout sessions. Oh, um, where, um, people, you may know, <clears throat> me <laughs> um, and so and some of our other um team members are going to have conversations about what we're learning um in in these sessions and so you know i'm going to be learning a lot too and we're going to gather in some breakout sessions to share that um share what we're learning and you know, brainstorm with each other about how we could take what we are learning and apply it to our context where we are. So we're really excited about that. I, that's a great ad, honestly, because one of the things that I've always enjoyed about conferences, whenever I've gone to an in-person conference, is you go there and you try to take a, a few people with you. It's not, you can't always, but try to take a few people with you. And then you get so overwhelmed with all the content you're, you're thinking, you don't have anyone to, you, you try to process it with people. But some of these online conferences, you just, you go attend the conference and, okay, see you later, you know, whatever. I like the ideas of breakouts because then you can process it and dig deeper a little bit with some other people. So I, I love that idea. Well, and I think another thing that happens <laughs> is that um, mountaintop versus valley experience too that happens. It ha I know as a youth, youth director person, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like for guys, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, like, picture it you're at your youth camp and you know you're turning things around for jesus you're going to be great you feel very you've got all the support around you and then you go back to your life and nothing else has changed and it's really hard to make all those changes right well i think the same thing happens to church communicators when they go to these conferences yeah. online or in person they get a lot of great ideas and then they take all these great ideas back and like you say, with very little processing, they just know like, I want to do all of these things. Look at how much we're not doing. Um, <laughs> and the, they're going back to people who haven't heard all of this awesome stuff and then trying to figure out how to explain it. And, and you're like, I don't know, it just works. It's just the thing. And you, just, <laughs> it's, you know, it gets confusing. But I think when you have a moment to process and ask about like, okay, what's your next step? What, like, does this even apply to your church? Maybe it doesn't. I mean, there are some churches that don't need to be, you know, on Snapchat, <laughs> right. like, you know, or, you know, maybe it doesn't apply to your context, but what can you learn and what is, what can you take as your next step and what makes sense for your context? And I think that is what's going to be really helpful in the brainstorming sessions too, is to kind of help, like, you, as you said, help people process and then come up with a next step for that. No, I think that that's fantastic. And now, even though this is like an engaged conference and it's, um, you know, it's kind of technology based and whatnot, the cool thing is that you don't need to be the church communicator or the online pastor or the social media director to benefit from it. You can be anybody, right? You can be the children's pastor or the, the executive pastor, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the, another great thing about these speakers is they're not all coming to talk specifically about YouTube or you know, whatever. Um, some of them are coming and they're going to be talking about equipping your volunteers. They're mm -hmm. going to be talking about um, leadership and, you know, encouraging you as a leader. Um, so not necessarily 
you know, technology only, but all of these things, there's even going to be a session about giving. Um, so, and I, I know everybody's like, what? Yeah, right. Are you talking about giving? Sign me up. Cause that's something that we're, we're always thinking about as well. Um, especially in, in, in times where things are different. And so I really encourage everyone who has a position at a church, or maybe even it's not a paid position, it's a volunteer position. Like I know a lot of churches that have a volunteer guest services coordinator or a volunteer media coordinator, or, you know, you know, somebody that runs the, you know, the website or something that's a volunteer. Well, this is for any of you. And you, again, you don't have to be a technology expert. You don't have to be an ordained pastor. Um, as a matter of fact, you don't have to have any experience at all with any of this technology that we will be talking about, or not just we, not me, <laughs> the experts. Um, but <laughs> but um, we are also gonna provide you with resources to help you with some of these. So you'll have a workbook that gives you the main points of each speaker's session. You'll, and it also will have our favorite thing, easy buttons. Wait, say that again? That will help me. We have easy buttons. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, you'll <laughs> have to sign up to figure it out. Yeah. But it, what I'm talking about, like, but we have easy buttons. Um, so anyway, um, and of course, breakout sessions, you'll be invited to join the Facebook group that we were talking about earlier, all of these things so that we can get you hyped and motivated for the conference. And then of course, some things will be happening in the Facebook group during the conference that will be a lot of fun. This sounds amazing. And I know it's going to be amazing. Um, and so uh, if you are interested in signing up for the Engage Conference, I will include the um, the link in the show notes, but it is engageconference.church, and it's February 9th through the 12th, completely online, completely free, and if you miss a session, I think there's a, a period of time where you can watch it afterwards before, there will be a paid VIP where you can get all of the sessions, uh, and those are very valuable too. Um, so. Uh, just go to the engageconference.church and um, you can get all the information on that. So, all right, Jeanette, as we wrap up, let, since this is the Christmas time of year, what are you most looking forward to this Christmas uh, this year? Oh my goodness. Is your house decorated yet, by the way? Yes. Good. Now we are, we love Christmas. We don't love Christmas decorating. <laughs> So we have our tree, obviously, which is full of awesome uh, ornaments. And we have a mantle that is quite nice. Is it real or fake? Oh, our tree is artificial. Good. Uh, you're, high five. Okay, good. Yeah. And I like ours because you put it together in three pieces. There's three pieces that snap together and then the lights are already on there. Okay. So you don't even have to like, and they, and they plug in when you snap the things together. Okay, cool. And then you can step on this thing and they're either colored lights, oh. white lights, or they rotate and like change colors. Wow. That's, yeah. that's very impressive right there. Very great. <laughs> and then we have, um, our front door has a wreath. Cool. Um, and I may get a poinsettia at some point. Okay. Um, my mom really loves poinsettias, so I might get her one. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, um, you know, I don't know if we just whittled it down or never got a lot, like, cause maybe when we, like before we had kids, we didn't have a lot. And then like when we had babies, we didn't want them messing with everything. And right. then yeah. they're boys. So they really, <laughs> <laughs> they're not too uh, into it. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas movie to watch? This is such an easy question. So of course I love Home Alone and I love Elf and all of that. Oh, and A Christmas Story. Yeah. Th those are, you know, A Christmas Story is what like I grew up on like that. If you like, that was just a thing. Like you yeah. had to watch it multiple times. <laughs> and now, and I'm also old, you guys, that like there was no, like you were watching it on, you know, the network yeah. when it was playing. Yeah. <clears throat> But if I had to only pick one movie to watch for the rest of my life, I would probably pick White Christmas. Great choice. Great choice. And just because it's just so, I don't know. It just reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of spending time with my cousins. That's a kind of thing that you don't see anymore. Yeah. That kind of, um, and so I just, I just love it. And so, um, and I, I would have said a wonderful life, but the last time I watched it, I was like, I don't, hmm. Oh, stop it. I, I don't know if it could be my favorite anymore. Okay. 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 But I mean, it needs to stay in the canon for yeah. certain. <laughs> it, it is definitely my favorite, but I do love watching the old classics. I love watching yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Yes, I course. love watching White Christmas. I love watching the Holiday Inn. Uh, and so yes. that, the, I, here's the deal. One of the things I go ahead. Well, do you know the little, the deal between holiday Inn and white Christmas? Okay. Yes. I've been hearing that this year only I've been hearing that. So I you know. tell, you tell me. So I had to do some Googling because I asked my mother the other day what her favorite movie is. And she says, well, I don't know which one it's either holiday Inn or white Christmas, but I can't remember which one is which. So holiday Inn came first. Yeah. And then White Christmas is essentially the same movie set in Christmas time, but <laughs> essentially. Um, and they are using the same set. Yes, I, that's, I did hear that. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, White Christmas is obviously the more popular one, but it was, the, it was the popularity of Holiday Inn, which actually goes through like the, it goes through all of the holidays in a year. Yes. So you're seeing routines on fourth of july and you know president's day and all that yeah stuff. all that kind of stuff and then the white christmas you know then they sing white christmas but then obviously the christmas white christmas the movie is focused on christmas yeah um and i the one thing i did hear is that they wanted for white christmas uh, bing crosby and fred astaire to do it repeat their stuff from you know holiday in in there um and, but they weren't able to get uh, fred astaire uh nailed down because of different things uh, but the other thing I heard about uh, this, and this was a few years ago, I heard about this, but the actual, the hotel chain Holiday Inn is named after this movie, The Holiday Inn. Crazy. Yeah, it's just completely crazy. So I have a question about um, the, the Christmas movie that you like. What were we talking about? Oh, it's, it's a, wonderful a Wonderful Life. life. <laughs> um, what's your favorite scene? I have a favorite scene. My favorite scene in It's a Wonderful Life? Gosh. I think I like it at the very end when he's running through. Um, he realizes he's alive again, and he's in his real his real town again, and he's just running through the town and all that stuff. 
Yeah. So when I was a teenager, I loved the scene with like, when he like stops the pharmacist. Oh yeah. Like, like I was really like, Oh, that is bad to the bone. Like I was all like, so yeah. um, cause when I was a kid, I didn't get it. And it was like, yeah. when I was a teenager, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. But my all time favorite zine is when the pool opens up. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love it. That, that, that is a great scene. And if, and if, I, if we've spoiled something for you, by the way, shame on you. Yeah, for now. It's only been around for decades. I mean, so. Probably half a century by this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, definitely. I mean, it's a black and white, so it's definitely been around yeah, for. So, <laughs> so anyway. It's, it's a great movie. It's a wonderful life. There's so many good Christmas movies. I hope people are watching them. Uh, I know I'm almost every day I'm watching a different Christmas special or, or movie on TV. So I just, I love this time of year. So, now, you know, this, I did not include this cause it's not really a movie, but it's a, it is a special, yeah. but, uh, the peanuts gang will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah. For sure. I, I love the, the Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, thing. I love, uh, there is, um, all those Rankin Bass television specials, you know, the, um, Rudolph is one of those. And there was another one called the Twas the Night Before Christmas is one of my favorites. It's about a mouse. <laughs> so, but I love it. It, it. That Those take me back to my childhood. So you're a Christmas. You, you would have Christmas all year round if you could. I am all about Christmas. I mean, I got my Christmas mug that I drink out of, you know. Hey, you know what? Just for you, Tom. Just for you. Oh, you're switching hats. Oh, I wish you guys... I got to take a screenshot of this right now and just, you know, I got to, um, hold on, hold on. Yes. Okay, good. That is fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you're awesome. All right, Jeanette. Uh, um, I think people will probably be bored. Me, you and I talk about Christmas all the time. Uh, so if people want to connect with you on social media, because you are awesome on social media, uh, where, where, what's the best place to get connected with you? Okay, so Twitter is fun, at Gates. Refer to previous episodes to know why I spell my name weird on the social media channels, because I'm sure we've discussed it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm on Instagram too, and um, I'm actually doing, I'm actually, you know, I kind of am all over the place on Instagram, because it's just like my life, you know, like whatever. And sometimes I'm being a mom, and sometimes I'm caregiving for my mother, and blah, blah, blah. But I really am going to start focusing on, like, social media management for even people who aren't in the profession. Like, I think if you have a social media profile, you should manage your social media. Yeah. Like be intentional with it. Yeah. And so I'm going to be doing some stuff about that on there. So you can find me there at Jane Yates as well. That's fantastic. And you are a great resource on all of that stuff. Um, so uh, yeah. And will you in 2021 start a podcast? I'm thinking about it. I I'm saw working. you post about it. I know. I'm working on it. I have, I have an idea that is going to be super easy and low budge, but I think I'm going to do it. And it's going to tie in with this idea of like, you know, you and I and everybody probably listening to this that is in church communications, we know a lot about social media, but there are, and, and a lot of times that calls us to assume that everybody else knows what we know, yeah. but you would be shocked shocked i tell you <laughs> how little people know and i think you know especially coming from a perspective of i think we can use social media you talk about it all the time digital 
um, digital discipleship, being the hands and feet of Jesus on social media, you cannot do that unless you understand how to interact with it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I am ready to speak into that space. And so I'm thinking the podcast is going to do that. Well, I will cheer you on. Let me know how I can help you in any way, uh, because I will cheer you on. You've got a lot of great stuff, and I'm sure people will benefit from uh, you doing that. So um, you have my full blessing. Go. Go thank and you. do it. Go and do it. <laughs> so, All right, thank Jeanette, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great and Merry Christmas with you and your family. You too. Thanks a lot. All right, so there you have it, my interview with Jeanette. Uh, again, we covered a lot of different things uh, but one of the things I really hope that you heard, actually two of the things I hope you heard, is that guest follow-up is so critical, especially during Christmas time. Uh, so uh, whether you've waited a week or so or you're acting on it sooner than that, or even if it's a little bit after that, you can still follow up with guests. And uh, Jeanette's got some great opportunities for you to do that. You can join that Facebook group, even though it's after Christmas. Join the Facebook group and get some insights and uh, learn some more stuff. Uh, you would really benefit from that. But I also think uh, you should really look into the Engage Conference and see what that's all about. There is a lot of cool things um, and a lot of great people who are sharing there and a lot of great things that we can learn uh, from other people. So definitely check out the Engage Conference. Uh, I think it'll be well worth it, especially since it's free. It's free and there's a lot of great people uh, on there. All right, heroes. Well, that's it for today. If you've got comments, you've got questions, uh, definitely get on Twitter and share them with me. Um, I would love to hear what you're thinking about and what you're processing from our interview. But also, if you'd like to subscribe to this, you can go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to it. Or you can simply go to ymsidekick.com. There I've got the podcast. I got the blogs. I got some ebooks on there. I got information about Digital Bootcamp, the Facebook group that's free, and for all ministers to learn digital tools to help us expand our reach in ministry. So I would love for you to check out that again at ymsidekick.com. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas.